0: Eluctabo abscondita constituzione mundi. I will utter things hidden from the foundation of the world. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Again this week, while we were yet on the threshold of the holy mysteries. Our Lord spoke to us. He spoke to us in the intro, it's saying, I think thoughts of peace and not of affliction. You shall call upon me, and I will hear you. The words are given us by the prophet Jeremiah. But the message is that of our Lord himself speaking in the Cynical on the night before he suffered. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth do I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. I think thoughts of peace and not of affliction, let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. The reassurance, the comfort given us by these words allows us then to pray the collect with complete confidence. And what did we pray in the collect? For what did we ask? We said, Grant we beseech thee, Almighty God, and then there was a very difficult phrase. Grant we beseech thee, Almighty God, that, listen to the Latin first, Semper Rationabilia Meditantes. Oh my, translators have long puzzled over how best to render this phrase. One English missal gives, ever pondering on reasonable things. Good, but not quite it. While another rather clumsily gives, ever meditating upon the truths that thou hast proposed for our meditation. So, what are these Rationabilia? Reasonable things? It seems to me that these Rationabilia are the very words of the Word. The very words of the Word. The words contained for us in the tabernacle of the Gospels. Does not our Lord Himself say the words that I have spoken to you are spirit, breath, vital breath, and life. Now, the second phrase that challenges translators is Semper meditantes. Most are content to render it as ever or always (coughs) meditating. This rendering of the phrase works provided that one understands meditantes in the light of the teachings of the Fathers. For whom to meditate is to repeat, not simply in one's head, but with one's mouth and lips and tongue and teeth, and breath. Such meditation or repetition engages the whole human person in such wise that the Rationabilia, the Logoi, the Logos, the Verba Verbi, the words of the Word enter through the ears are taken in by the intelligence, and repeated until at length they are held in the secret, I almost want to say, in the womb of the heart, and give birth to the Word that is to Christ in our lives. Those of you who have read Carol Houselander's little book on Our Lady. One of the most beautiful books on Our Lady ever written in English. It's entitled The Reed of God, R-E-E-D. The Reed, hollow inside, through which God pipes the tune of his word. Those of you who've read this little book will grasp the sense of this. The eccentric English mystic says it far better than I could ever hope to do. There is, you see, a Marian subtext to today's collect. At bottom, it sends us to what St. Luke says concerning the interior life of the Virgin Mother. But Mary? kept all these words, pondering them. St. Luke's word means turning them over. The sense is almost of a mother cradling a child. We might say, Mary kept all these words, cradling them in her heart. And again, and his mother kept all these words, in her heart the conclusion of the collect asks that our reception repetition and holding fast to the word may be fruitful in both word and deed the words and deeds that spring from the word cannot but be pleasing to the father and so the poet has this lovely phrase, que tibi sunt placita, the things that are pleasing to thee, Father. For in the words and deeds that spring from the word, the word received, the word held in the heart, the Father recognizes traits of likeness, To his firstborn, his beloved son, the blessed fruit of the virgin's womb. In the epistle, St. Paul alludes to these things, these things that are pleasing to the Father, when he says, And you became followers of us and of the Lord, receiving the word in much tribulation with joy of the Holy Ghost. And in the Gospel, our Lord himself tells us that his word is like a seed implanted deep in a field that grows up into a splendid tree with spreading branches and again like leaven hidden in three measures of meal causing it to rise. The last phrase of the Gospel Sends us back to that mysterious word in the collect, rationabilia. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden from the foundation of the world. The offertory and communion chants of the Mass today turn all of this to prayer. The seed of the Word, having fallen into the deepest, most secret places of the heart, becomes a cry rising out of the depths. A cry in which the Father recognizes the voice of his beloved Son. And so, in just a few moments, we shall sing... From the depths I have cried out to Thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my prayer. From the depths I have cried out to Thee, O Lord. This is the cry that the Father never fails to answer. And so, in the communion antiphon of the Mass, our Lord completes the assurance he gave us in the intro ed. You must then take the first element of today's Mass and link it up with the communion antiphon. Our Lord will say to us in the communion antiphon, Amen, I say to you, whatsoever you ask when you pray, believe that you shall receive it, and it shall be done to you. The Church has a wonderful pedagogy. The mind of the Church is that the communion antiphon should be repeated over and over again during the communion of the faithful. So that, as you approach to receive the adorable body of Christ, in that very moment his words resound in your ears. Amen, I say to you, whatsoever you ask when you pray, believe that you shall receive, and it shall be done to you. The verba verbi, the very words of the word. It is in the strength of this divine promise that we can go forth from the holy sacrifice of the Mass today confident that the seed of the Word will, by the operation of the Holy Ghost, bring out of the humus of our poverty our decay. Our frailty and our brokenness things pleasing to the Father traits in which the Father recognizes the likeness of the adorable face of his Christ Aspice Deus behold O God et respice in faciem Christi Tui and look On the face of thy Christ, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.